Hi everyone, I am Pastor Brett and welcome back to Growing in Grace. Today we are going to be continuing our series over the essential spiritual disciplines for the Christian life. We pray that the study of these topics remain fruitful as they have for us. To finish our series today, we will be looking at one of the most misunderstood and abused principles that we've talked about so far, that of stewardship. Last time, we saw that we often fail to properly serve others because we fail to properly serve God. Unfortunately, we can see the same problem with stewardship. Stewardship is destined to fail when the focus is primarily on worldly possessions as opposed to what God truly desires, your heart and your mind. God has given each of us a limited number of resources, such as time, money, talents, energy, and much more, and we are commanded to be good stewards of each. How we use those resources is reflective of our priorities. As Jesus said, speaking specifically of money, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6:21. All of us as Christians must consider how we use these resources, not solely for our own entertainment, but for the work of the gospel and the glory of Jesus Christ. Recent studies show that the average American watches more than five hours of TV every day which spread over a 70-year lifespan, amounts to more than 14 years of viewing. When it comes to the overall screen time, we see that 69% of 12-year-olds today have their own smartphone and spend on average four and a half hours a day on it. That number only goes up into young adulthood and adulthood. For many of us, I grant that some of that may be instructive, but the statistics force us to consider that Christ will say to those believers who have spent a fifth of their lives or more staring at a TV, phone, or computer screen. If we compare this with the church attendance and investment, taking the best statistics we have, only 39% of Americans are weekly attendees of church or church function, averaging two to four hours a week. Adding that up as we did before, to a 70-year lifespan, we have an average church time of about 10 months. Assuming you go to church once a week as soon as you were born, 10 months at church, and 14 years in front of digital media. Now, to be clear, I'm not here to go on a warpath or to demonize technology. As a millennial, it has always been a large part of my life, and it's simply a tool that is at the mercy of the user. No, my concern is what this all says about our collective hearts. This is not an issue of the tools we use, but an issue of the heart that uses them. Remember that we discussed in our devotional over worship that everything we do is an act of worship to something or to someone. In my preparation, I asked myself what real benefit I received from watching shows, movies, or playing video games, and I weighed that against the time I spend in spiritual disciplines. How much time, energy, and money do we spend on temporary entertainment, and how does that compare to our internal investments to Christ? How hard do we really work to further Christ's kingdom, as opposed to simply working to advance our own agenda? These are heart questions every believer needs to ask. As stewards of the king, according to Matthew 25, we have been called to do so much more than satisfy our need for entertainment. Again, I am not advocating that we completely abstain from technology, not in the least. Technology allows us to communicate and learn the gospel in a way that has never been possible before. What I'm advocating is that we all ask ourselves what stewardship looks like in our own hearts and our own lives. But biblically speaking, what is a steward in God's eyes? What does this word mean in the biblical context? The word that is translated stewardship in the Bible is the Greek word oikonomia, where we get our English word economy. 
It has two distinct words joined together to create a new word, oikos, which comes from the Greek word for house, and nomos, the Greek word for law. The word that is translated stewardship literally means house law or house rule. In ancient culture, the steward was not the owner of the house. Rather, he was hired by the owner to manage his own affairs while the master was gone. The steward managed the property and was responsible to allocate the resources of that home. It was his job to make sure that the cupboards were filled with food, the money was taken care of, the grounds were tended, and the house was kept in good order and repair. There are many examples of this throughout Scripture in the lives of people like Joseph, in the parables of Jesus, and even in the first man and woman, Adam and Eve. This is a direct, beautiful, and powerful word that shows us the blessing and grace of life we take for granted every day and then convicts us to do something with it. Unfortunately, this has devolved for many to simply Unfortunately, this has devolved for many to simply giving money to the church, showing up on holidays, and shaking hands while making small talk. However, it is critical for us to understand just how significant the gifts, blessings, and graces that God allows us to have on a daily basis. There is a lot of talk today about our human rights, and the vast majority of this conversation runs directly against biblical principle. In the eyes of God's word, we have no inherent rights, save one. Using scripture as our guide, we see that we are to follow in the name and path of Christ, who became a slave for us. Therefore, being born slaves to sin and being bought with an impossible price, our worth and rights are bound eternally to our master, namely, Jesus Christ. The only right that we are born with is the right to pay for our sins in the eternal isolation and pain of hell. In all fairness, we do a good job in the church verbalizing that God has gifted us with every day. However, little words are spent on the reality that last night, along with every moment before and since, we have deserved to die and to fall into eternal separation from our Heavenly Father. Anything more than this is a gift given purely in grace out of the loving will of a holy and righteous God. Every breath, heartbeat, word, skill, relationship, opportunity, and more is not ours, but a tool meant for the glory of God that has been implanted in our life. We are stewards of everything in our life, caretaking them in the name of our King. Without this understanding, our perception of ownership is corrupted and the sin of entitlement seeps into the heart of the church. In Matthew 25, Jesus tells a parable that will be familiar to many of us, the parable of the talent. Now, although this is applicable to skills and physical talents, in this story, talents is a term used for a hefty sum of money and evens out to about 16 and a half years of work with average pay. Although this story focuses on money, Jesus is making a statement that cuts much deeper into the condition and priority of his followers' hearts. Starting in verse 14, says, For it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted them to his own property. To one he gave five talents, to another he gave two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five more talents. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. 
And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing the five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little, and I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy. And then he also who had received the one talent came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And he cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This, along with many passages, prove to us that we are to give ourselves to God as living sacrifices. This means that we are to give our time, our energy, and our very selves to him as acts of worship and gratitude. To do this properly, we must always remember and be aware that God has given us these things along with all things. Biblical giving, therefore, is done in the context of stewardship, our management of the good things that God the Father showers upon us graciously. This is beautifully and wonderfully illustrated in the opening chapters of Genesis, where the concept of stewardship begins and is rooted in the story of creation. Creation is continually celebrated not only in Genesis, but throughout Scripture, especially in the Psalms and in the closing chapters of Job and many other places where God's ownership of the universe is declared. Psalm 24 says the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. God is the author, sustainer, and beginner of all things, the creator of all things, and the owner of all things. Whatever God makes, he owns. Colossians 1.7 states that he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. What we own, we have been given with the purpose of being a godly steward, glorifying him with the gracious gifts that he has given us. God has the ultimate ownership of all of our possessions, including our life and our soul. He has loaned these things to us and expects us to manage them in a way that will honor and glorify him. Humankind's story and stewardship began in the Garden of Eden, where God gave Adam and Eve full dominion over the entirety of creation. Adam and Eve were not given ownership of the world. Rather, they were given the responsibility of managing and cultivating it. They were to ensure that the garden was tilled and cultivated and not abused or exploited, and that the goods God provided were neither spoiled nor wasted. So the takeaway here, fundamentally, when we discuss biblical stewardship, is responsibility for managing or allocating resources that do not belong to us. They belong, ultimately, to God. To see the ownership of God on vibrant display, we need to simply read the book of Revelation, where Christ returns to take back what is his from the false king, Satan. Unfortunately, in teaching and preaching throughout the Christian church, 
We sometimes think that the New Testament is not concerned with labor, industry, or productivity, but it is concerned with us loving each other and living by grace, not by works. Although this is true, if we examine the parables and language of Jesus, we see an emphasis on the call to fruitfulness. Jesus calls his people to be fruitful not only in terms of biological reproduction, but for the consistent goal of making disciples for the kingdom's sake. This is an expansion of the creation ordinance that his people are to be productive. Fundamentally, stewardship is about exercising our God-given dominion over his creation, reflecting the image of our creator in his care, responsibility, maintenance, protection, and beautification of his creation. In order for us to truly see what godly productivity looks like, we must first begin with the greatest gift we've ever been given. The love of God that rests in the heart of every believer. Scripture tells us that all who belong to Christ are adopted into his family, Ephesians 1.5, grafted into his bloodline, Ephesians 2.11-13, and commissioned into the holy priesthood to make disciples for the glory of God. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence of him, who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. God has told us time and again that we are his most prized possession, carved in the image of his Son. It is high time that we start acting like it. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for all of the gifts and blessings that you continue to shower on. Things that we obviously don't deserve, but yet you give freely. Help us to be good stewards of all the pieces of our life, all of our relationships, all of our ministries, all of our personal time, all of our public time, everything that we do, I ask that you convict us and teach us how to funnel that through the image of your Son so that we may be conformed and lead others to do the same. I thank you for the continual gift of sustaining us even in the tumultuous times that we are in, and I ask that you give us guidance to draw together even from a distance and draw closer to you every day. Thank you again, and we ask all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our King. Amen. Thank you for listening, and if you would like to see more of our content, please visit us at our website at sbbcpittsburgh.org. That's s-b-b-c-p-i-t-t-s-b-u-r-g dot o-r-g, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We also have a YouTube channel where you can find the most recent sermons and the entire series of Growing in Grace. Simply type in and search South Broadway Baptist Church. Thank you again, and until we meet again, may God bless you and keep you.